Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. I am coming to you. Wow, it feels so much later. Wow. I just looked down and saw the time, and it's not even 8 o'clock. I thought it would be 11 p.m. right now. It's been that kind of day, and uh, we're going to get there in due time. So I just had a kind of experimental all-over-the-place meal. A lot of fun in the kitchen Casey and I have been uh, having today because she made a kind of garbanzo bean mushroom spinach type hot deal and then we added into it a, a bunch of leftover egg salad with our homemade pickles and then I also added homemade pickled red onion. It felt very Mediterranean. While that was going on, she also had... Uh, some baked potatoes going, and that recipe didn't work out quite the way she'd planned, but it ended up being a uh, very, very indulgent and creamy uh, mashed potato recipe. So that was really good. And as all of that was going on, I was kneading together a mass of dough for bagels. And they are going to be using and are using already in a, in a sense because they're fermenting as we speak. They're rising malt barley syrup. I was following the recipe where I saw that being used. It's different in that it asks for much more flour. The other recipe, it's three and a half cups of flour, a cup and a half of water. This one... You start out with one and three-fourths cup water and four cups of flour. So it's about the same ratio, except in it you continuously add flour while you're kneading it because the more flour, the poofier, I suppose, the bagels will be. And uh, also it calls for a auto-lyse, which is when you get the all the flour wet. So difference there from the start you open with water and add flour to it until all the flour is uh, wet and then you leave it for some time and that made it tremendously easier to knead being left for 20 minutes to autolyze supposedly it could also impact the taste but I don't think it will impact the taste nearly as much as adding this malt barley uh, which I was reading in the comments, anyway, that because it is a reducing sugar, I don't know, that must mean something about the molecule, it uh, behaves better with the Maillard reaction, basically browning and giving you that kind of, uh, I don't know, extra cooked, right? That Ultimately, the Maillard is that sweetness you get off of meat as it browns. Something about carbohydrates maybe breaking down? I don't know. Proteins, I don't know. We'll see how they taste. I'm also going to form them into bagel shapes tonight and then let them rise in that form overnight in the fridge. So these should be pretty pretty insane. Fingers crossed. Um, the, dough was, the dough was great. Now, the rest of the day, the main thing I want to talk about is... Dune. We watched Dune today on HBO Max. It's free. You can watch it too if you have HBO Max. Um, I want to dig into that. We also saunted. That is why I feel so tired. We saunted for the first time this year. 
I don't know about the first time this year, but this first time this season. And woof, woof, it really pulled it out of me. That's why I thought it was 11 o'clock. So anyway, the Dune movie. I'm totally unfamiliar with the subject material. I've only ever seen the documentary Jodorowsky's Dune about Jodorowsky trying to make Dune and then all of that crew going on to make Aliens instead, or Alien instead, Geiger and so forth, the cinematographer and everybody. So that's an interesting documentary, and I highly recommend it. Um, but I've never read the book. I've never seen any of the film or television versions of Dune. Only still images, I guess. So that being said, I don't think that this new Warner Brothers... Consider Warner Brothers made Harry Potter. Consider Warner Brothers made Batman, the good Batmans, Christopher Nolan ones with uh, Batman Rises and all that. Or that was the least good one, but Batman Begins and Dark Knight, Batman Rises, Dark Knight Rises. I don't know. And uh, that being said, they've also made all the King Kong movies and stuff. This filmmaker, Dennis Villanuevo, also has made... One of my favorite movies that I have on 4K Blu-ray, the Blade Runner sequel, Blade Runner 2049. He's also made a bunch of movies with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal, like Enemy and Prisoners. He also made, uh, not with Warner Brothers, I guess, surprisingly, that movie um, Arrival, where the aliens come and talk in circles. And I think most of those use the same cinematographer, or the later ones. I think they're Roger Deakin movies. If not, they're like a protege of Roger Deakin. I don't know that this movie, who's it cinematographer was. But needless to say, I've lined all this out because no excuses. This is a multi-hundred dollar, hundred million dollar movie. And it has a lot of pedigree. I always have liked Warner Brothers. I always like Christopher Nolan movies. And I thought that they gave a lot more artistic slack where other studios do not. And as a result, they have higher um, a higher ceiling of quality. They can get better things made at Warner Brothers in the past, in my lifetime, than other studios. So, anyway, that being said, about five minutes into this movie, I'd never seen the subject material for. It starts with Dune Part 1. And I could have told you the rest of the plot from that point on. I'm serious. You could have started that movie and as soon as it goes, Dune, part one, and gives you, I don't know, the, the first five minutes. I can't remember how that went. They, the, people, the old people draw out of the planet. One of them says something foreboding about the emperor being jealous and then you are given this like Messiah introduction to this young boy who starts having visions. And this could have been so many movies. This could have been Star Wars. This could have been The Hobbit. Um, wouldn't have made a difference. It's a really tired trope. And I know that that's the source material. And it maybe wasn't as tired back then. But it's this like white savior Messiah, where everyone's got these like pseudo Roman imperial names. 
You know what I mean? There's like an old language, an old tongue, and a new tongue, and the religious side, and the imperial side, and that, whatever. All the basic chuggy nonsense of it, like, let's put that aside for a second. Then go into that they clearly wanted to do a multi-part thing. I've always heard this Dune was impossible to adapt. Impossible to adapt. I didn't realize it's because it wasn't worth adapting. So no one would okay the project. I mean, like Game of Thrones, which is my most apt comparison, honestly. It, it's just like Game of Thrones. The last two seasons of Game of Thrones where... Everyone was in it for so much money, undeniably. I'm sure that they want, that they're respectful business people and diligent craftspeople. And if their name is going to be attached to it, they're going to do a good job. They're getting paid millions of dollars each. Um, but they have other things to get on to. And it shows. Hans Zimmer did the score. It's pretty cool. But... I don't know. He does a lot of scores. Um, anyway, my biggest qualm with the movie is that they were just casting all these people. And it's, it, on one hand, this is good casting that you would cast such charismatic or memorable people as Oscar Isaac and Josh Brolin and the guy from Call Me By Your Name. But, um, oh, the the... Stellar Skarsgar is in it. You know, It's Dad. Anyway, uh, it's good casting to cast these people that you that bring so much history with them to the table for the viewers. You know what to expect from them. You know you can trust them right away kind of thing. Kinda. Oh, De uh, Villanueva also made Sicario with Josh Brolin. So it is literally Josh Brolin from Sicario as a character in Dune. Same, same, it carries all the weight. You know what I'm saying? Um, what's his face? Jason Momoa is literally just the Warner Brothers Aquaman. Just walking in with all that same baggage. Anyway, they don't do anything to develop these characters. And I was comparing it to Casey with, um, Gandalf in Lord of the Rings that you like meet him and he dies not that long after but he was given enough opportunities to build himself with an audience and you'd be like no Gandalf that meant that meant so much the same thing doesn't hold true for Dune they could have but they didn't they didn't they had like plenty of time and I don't know if this is going to be a three-parter a two-parter I think it'll be a two-parter it's not enough time they should have just I mean and that was everyone's complaint. That's why I bring up Game of Thrones. That was everyone's complaint with the last couple seasons of Game of Thrones. It was clear that they had other things to be doing. They had more money to be made. They didn't have everyone's time. So they're not going to spend five years making multiple detailed immersive seasons out of something. They're going to bang it out in like eight hours. And, and this won't get that. This won't get that. This gets like four hours, five hours. Six hours, maybe. Like The Hobbit and not Lord of the Rings. You know what I'm saying? You will lose so much. You're not chasing diminishing yields with runtime like you used to be. Used to be you risked it all to make a three and a half hour long movie. 
knowing that you couldn't make two parts, but now they know they're going to get to make two parts. They'd rather make two parts. So they, I don't know, man. I don't know. It was, it was really disappointing. And uh, that being said, the production value was great. But as someone who's not a Dune super fan, I don't understand after seeing this why anyone would be. So. Watch Call Me By Your Name and Step. How about that? Um, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you have a safe evening. Check out Dune. I mean, actually do watch it. It's not like terrible. Still a f decent movie. You know, don't go see it in IMAX, I don't think. And it's uh, not the sum of its parts. Anyway, again, thank you very much. Have a good night.